Probably wondering why I've got that song going. It's um, we've got one of the toughest footballers to lace on a boot for West Lions and Cootie. I don't think you play for anybody else, but um, a bit of a story behind that song. When, when young Nathan Hamlin, that's our guest this week, uh, I think we're on a trip in Grafton and the band was having a rest. And this song came on, and, and Nathan did the rendition of it probably better than what the band that night was doing. And, and everybody was laughing because we, he had the moves and everything going. I think you would have been about a 17, actually, if we're in Grafton playing, we'll say 18, because we're at the pub, so we'll say 18. Yeah, yeah. Um, And it was the whole pub of about 601 people. (laughs) We're all behind him, and it was just, it was, so that's that's the story behind that song, and it's not what you'd expect from a a big, rough, tough, ugly-looking footballer. (laughs) Welcome to the show, Nathan. Thanks, Michael. Thanks for having us. Um, Mate, as I've said, it's just a bit of a chat. You try and catch up with some old ex-footballers, and you're in that old category now Mm. because you've been retired for a couple of years. And So just to give the Group 4 followers a bit of a look at footballers outside rugby league. And um, I know most footballers, especially ones that can play a bit of footy, don't have many friends when they leave the paddock because we're all grubs, apparently, and that's all we do. But... um, you now tell us what's going on in your life now. You've you've got three kids. Yeah, three kids. Um, they take up most of my time now. Uh, we do some uh, building estimator, so insurance builder. We work for a company okay. RCC. I've been doing that for about eight years now. So if somebody burns their house down, for the right price, you come and assess it for I them, and they get a favourable. That's exactly okay. right, and we assess that. So we do all Suncorp's work. Oh, okay. okay. Which is good, yeah. So um, young Lucy just got her elder, see the car in a drive with the old place. Yeah, but it was funny, actually. Funny story because they've never seen a stick before and I said, well, you're not driving me work car, I'll get you a manual. Anyway, they jump in, they're like, what's the three pedals for? <laughs> and my, the boys are into it, you stall on it. I said, pull the car over. And I got the boys in, mate, and they're just revving the shit out of it. I said, yeah, boys, shut up. You know? Don't say a word. Oh. It's, uh, I think manuals are on the way out. It's hard to find a manual car. You've got to learn how to drive, uh, not to steer a car. But I don't like autos. I think everybody's got to learn to drive in a manual. It's um, probably a bit from the old working on the farm days where you, you could drive a tractor, then a bobcat, then a, a truck, and then a yeah. car. You pretty much just, just drove everything. Yeah. Um, so, mate, you, how long have you been doing that, that assessing job for? So eight years. So I was on the tools before that, carpenter by trade. Uh, I've been doing it for eight years. I did work for three different companies. Yeah. And mate, this RCC, I've been with them uh, nearly two years now, and they're probably the best company I've worked for, so they really look after you. Yeah. Now you, you left Group 4 for a little while, and you went up to, to Redcliffe. Uh, Burley Bears. Burley, yeah. Burley Bears. Up to Burley. Um, because you made your grade, you know, your first grade dubu as a 17-year-old kid? 18. 18. Uh, it would have been 19. 19, okay. Yeah, yeah so it was after juniors. Yeah, okay. So you went straight from 18s to, yeah. to, to first grade? Yeah, to first grade. As a winger? A, as a winger, yeah. As a winger. Yeah. I, could, I think I remember vaguely. I was fullback as juniors. Yeah. Yep. And then, uh, yeah, come on the wing, obviously, Willie Gerard there at fullback. Yeah, because you didn't play a lot of games on the wing, did you, before you choose, made that? No, it was that full season. It was a full season? Okay. Full season, and then we got dropped uh, in the grand final. Me and Barnsey. Oh. 
and there was a bit of a controversy there. And um, anyway, it was a follow-on season. I don't know whether I played one, maybe one or two games on the wing, and then uh, Chuse moved us into into lock. Well, into lock. Might never look back since. I still remember then because again, I won't say there was controversy, but there was a lot of debate at the time. And 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 respectfully, there was a fair bit of giggles from a lot of people in in the rugby league world that he's taken. You would have been like sixty-five kilo winger into to being a, a lock forward, and some people questioned it and. Um, it turned out to probably be a great career move um, because yeah. you know, I think mainly because of your fitness. Yeah, you, you know, I think that's what it was. And I said so that to me, young fella, like I just tackled, like yeah. loved it. You could get in there, mate. I remember making six in a row. Yeah. Like you just loved it. And, and because you would have only been like 19, 20 basically, yeah. so you know, naturally fit. But uh, it would have taken you a little bit of time to adjust to the the physicality of being in the in the back row or through the middle, let's middle, say. Yeah. Um, because you couldn't have a run from dummy half like you would as a winger. You'd have to have, say, was there a fair bit of work done with you and Chus on running the right line or was it just do your best? No, not really. I think I developed my game, um, obviously, as a support player, as a fullback. So you, I sniffed around, like, obviously, Spit. Like, yeah. Spit was real good for me there. You'd, just, you'd give him the nod, you know, on the third, he was right-hand yeah. carry. And, mate, you just hit a hole. I wasn't yeah. much of a carrier myself, but I could hit a hole and until I put on a bit more size and then I started carrying the yeah. ball myself. So what, what, what KGs, what do you tip the scales at nowadays? Because <laughs> <laughs> oh. I, mean, I see you at the gym quite regularly, so you're, you're not... Tipping you're, probably 113. Yeah, so you're, you're a big man, but you don't carry weight, if that makes sense. 113. I'd, I'd normally play at 1.5. Yeah, I've never been this heavy before. Yeah. Yeah, but that retirement does that. Well, the old boy said that. That <laughs> and age. Yeah, but, but just talking, you know, we, we moved to Burley. How how was the change from Group Four footy to that kind of footy? I mean, what what grade did you play up there? Yeah, so I played Q Cup up there. Yeah. Um, like I suppose when I look at rugby league, I never seen it as a pathway, so I always thought I was going to be just a West player, okay. love being around the boys. That was going to be one of the questions. Yeah, never seen it as a pathway. I just played footy to be around the mates. And um, um, what was the NRL? Because was, was that where you wanted to end up eventually, or you didn't really have no, that? No, no, never had the ambition there. I never so, thought I could go anywhere with it. Okay. It wasn't until someone got in my ears about it would have been about two thousand four, two thousand five, and they said, "Mate, you got to go somewhere. Like yeah, you're yeah. playing pretty good footy around here. Why don't you go somewhere?" So, so Burley was was that feeler out if you could handle it yourself, or was that was that the thinking behind, or was it just a change? No, nah, um, so my brother was working for a guy, a guy working with a guy, and his mate was a a, a player manager sort of thing. So he said, oh, send okay. us some videos. Not Moses. Nah. So <laughs> no. And anyway, um, I sent him a few videos, and he got me to feels at Burley, and yeah. I got a um a phone call from them, and I also got a phone call from the Western Suburbs. So it was Phil Graham up at Burley? No, 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 he wasn't there then. I know we've had a few Tenerife guys go up that way. Yeah. Because um, I'm just I'm just looking at the year that you're up there. I'm just wondering, looking back through my memory bank, do, 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 that you didn't get run out of town around about that time. No, 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 that's a couple of years after Nelly. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, so, so the NRL wasn't a, a fair income. Nah, in, never a dream. I never yeah. thought I could do it. I just love being around the boys and playing in town, um, like first grade. And yeah. I was happy doing that. Yeah, I mean, I haven't sort of thrown this this question up. Guys, so you'll be the first one. Did you ever think you could handle that? Like, did did you think that you've missed an opportunity? Like, do you, do you sit there and watch the game now and say, I could have been there. I could be better than Look, Paul Gallon. I could be better than. Nah, never seen you know, any Jake of that. Bidell, you know, nah. I always thought you could probably do it. You go, yeah. oh, I could probably do that. It's footy. You know yeah. what I mean? I like footy. I can play footy. So you, you don't you don't think it was outside your reach? <sighs> Look, when I moved out there, it became a job to me, and I hated it. Like, yep. I hated it when it became a job. I remember my very first game, I've gone into the sheds after the game, and I'm reaching around for beers, 
and you know, stripped my gear off and that, and all we got was parades, and we had to have an ice bath. And I said, "What's going on here?" Yeah. Like, I had no idea what was Semi going on. professional yeah. yeah, it was. And look at me, and a lot of kids from the bush. I mean, you were a kid still at that stage. That's semi-professional. A lot of them struggle with that. Like, it's no longer fun. It's, it's a business and so forth. Well, the training, it was. It was a business. Yeah. All they talked about was 40, 40, 40. Yeah. Mate, it was training every day of the week. Yeah, and I've never experienced anything yeah. like that before. Um, so you're, you're a Gleninus magpie. Mm. Juniors. Like, yeah. what, what? When did you move to Tamworth? No, I'm Tamworth born. I'm Cootie Boy. Oh, okay. Yeah, Cootie Boy born. So I actually started playing soccer. Um, and then Dad joined the police force. Yeah. So we moved to Armadale for 12 months, then moved to Glen Innes. Okay. Now, okay. Glen being a footy town, yeah. we just got all the brothers in the footy and went from there. Oh, lovely. Now, you, you've got a bit of Kiwi blood in you, because the, the old boys, I know he was born here in Australia, but his parents are, are Kiwi. Kiwi, yeah. Um, you ever, ever, at the moment, you, you could have been on Cameron George's hit list to help the Warriors out at the moment. Oh, yeah, could have know, On loan from <laughs> Collegian. Well, who are you with now, with the juniors? Uh, well, I'm with Farrah, tied oh, up with okay. Farrah and tied up with Collegians with Cobes, yeah. Okay, so you, you could have been on the loan list. Mm. So was, there, was there any thought of um, maybe going to, to New... I know this is a weird one. Um, with your, your New Zealand heritage, was there any thought of maybe going to New Zealand and playing a bit of footy over there? Look, later in my life, like, I actually did put the feelers out, actually. Yeah. I wanted to go overseas and play. But having a family and everything yeah. like that, it couldn't accommodate for me. Cause, the reason that I ask, and I know the podcast's not about me, but Josh and I have spoke a couple of times because we're German, that he, you know, he's looked into it a little bit a few times, trying yeah. to get to Germany to play in a local yeah. league over there just to say we've done it. I'm just wondering... Yeah, I put my feelers out of Canada, actually. I got okay. on to Canada, and they said, look, we can get you accommodation to all that. And I said, oh, I've got a family. And they said, yeah, it's a boarding house with a whole heap of other players. Yeah. And I'm like, That's, I can't, you can't do it. Yeah. Now, you went to rugby for a little bit. And, and and you made the country rugby side. Your transformation from from league to rugby. Just talk us through through that. Was it was it hard going from league to rugby and no. then coming back to league? Because the concept of the games are very very similar, but they're vastly different. And trying to get people to understand the difference in the games is sometimes difficult. I mean, I think there's in know, the ruck and everything is different. Yeah. But obviously, just playing. I played inside centre, so you had like a wide wide running second row. Yeah. So. Yeah, yeah. So it wasn't that different. And, mate, I love rugby because I went there, obviously, coming from West. had a lot of expectations on me and everything like playing first grade at West. I went to rugby. I played reserve grade for most of the time. Yeah. And I said to Walsh, I don't want to come here as a name or anything like that. If I get picked, you're picking me because I yeah. deserve to be yeah. picked. And, mate, I played rugby reserve grade oh, all year. I think it came to the finals okay. and Josh Brown was out. He, uh, he had to go to the snow and Walsh gave me a call up. Had to go to the snow. Yeah, 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 for a snow trip. Just It was a game before the finals <laughs> oh. against Moree, and I must have went all right, and while she picked me ever since, and Paul Brownie, he missed out in the finals and everything like that. Did, did you enjoy your time at rugby? Because you, play, you played rep footy. You played, um, well, they call them cockatoos. Yeah, so I had no respect for that, but, like, it, it was funny. So I played, I look at it like this, I played five grades of first grade, and then I get picked for the country cockatoos. Oh, okay. And I'm yeah. sort of like, well, how, you know, yeah. and I don't want to sound big head, but I thought, well, how hard's this? Yeah, yeah. You know, and because I was a leaguey through and through, if it had been country for rugby league, mate, I would have been over the yeah, moon. Yeah. I look back now and I'm stoked to have played country. Yeah. But I well, took I it with no you, respect. You, you're st you'll still have that jumper hanging in the cupboard, and it's a story you can tell the, the grandkids down the track. Oh, yeah, you get your cap number and everything yeah, like yeah. that, so oh, they, they can never take that off me. Um, so we, we talked earlier that you, you made your, your first grade debut as an as 18, 19 year old kid. Do, do you remember that game? No, I don't. No. 
because I would have had the whole pre-season. So basically I just presume you go from 18s to first grade and that's it. Yeah. Like I never knew that there was actual a process to it or yeah. anything. I just presume that's how it works. Okay, so did, did you find there was a big step from 18s to first grade? Oh, I did played you? on the wing. So it was sort of a bit hard. That was, that was back in the day where wingers, would it say, they hung around football. Didn't they? <laughs> so like, a wing, a wing they even used to get named in the team. They're like, fuck, on the wing? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, the, 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 the wing They've changed. Games, yeah, yeah, and so the wing games change these days. It's probably... It's nearly one of the first positions you pick these days. Well, you do your job. Like, I just have to catch the ball, mate, and run back and then, yeah, yeah. you know, playing outside lovey. Yeah, and, and, so it wasn't and, too bad. And be there to finish the tries off. And if you yeah, don't, yeah. you, got, you know, you got dropped. But when the game's changed. But now you like, look at your back three, you're getting that set started and everything. Yeah. It's a lot different now. Yeah. Um, are you happy with when you retired? Because you sort of, you went from, because you went from playing at West, playing at rugby, and you went out and captain coached at Cootie. was was... Um, I'll get onto that in a second, but when you retired, it was at the back end of a, a grand final loss. Did you retire? No, so my first year as coaching out at Cootie, we went through undefeated and we got done in the grand final by Dungown. So I thought I'll give it one more year. Yeah. Obviously, being the first year as so a coach. So you won every game by the grand final? By the grand final. That we, was got, the, um, we got against Dungown. The, the Ben Tongue. The, the, the nose incident. Yeah, exactly <laughs> right. I look back <laughs> and I probably coached that a little bit wrong. You know, yeah. obviously, Dungown had a game plan going in. I had my game plan and it sort of didn't really work. Yeah, but, yeah. Um, so we went back the following year. We gave it another go, brought a couple more players out there and that. And I think it was uh, probably five rounds before the grand final, I fractured my face. Ah, that's right, yes. Yeah, so I got the news. I remember doing it. It was in a charity game, actually. And um, I went in to get scans the next day, and the bloke at the scans goes, are you going back to your doctor now? And I said, yeah, yeah, why? He goes, you got four fractures in your face. He said, you're going to have to race down to John Hunter. Okay. Mate, I lost it. I was bored. Well, I, I, yeah, I remember the injury now, but I didn't realise it was actually that bad. Yeah, because I knew. I just knew. I had. I was getting big injuries towards the end anyway. Yeah. I had four operations in four years and three of them on my face. And I'm like, I knew that was the last one. I thought, fuck, I'm never going to play again. Yeah. You know, I could have pushed back. We had six weeks, five weeks before the grand final. I spoke to doctors, so many doctors had surgery that week. And they're like, you play bush footy. You don't want to do it. You can lose yeah. your eyesight. You've sort of, in respect, you've kept a fair bit of that to yourself because there's a, you know, I, mean, I didn't realise you had that many injuries are all that bad. So you've sort of well, kept But through in the face and the kids seen it all too and I'm like, oh, they've yeah. seen enough of this. Well, you're still a good looking chap. Well, I'm lucky, yeah. Well, lucky there. That, that wasn't the real reason for the operation. Yeah, yeah maybe it was, yeah. <laughs> okay. Now, just with your coaching, because I remember when I was at um, Oxley Biggers, I approached you about coaching and you said, I don't think I'm ready to do first grade yet. I'm going to do cootie for a year yeah. and see what happens. And obviously, you lost the first year. That's why you went back the second year. But did you enjoy coaching and was how did you handle the struggles from being a player and, and i say respectfully because you're a character you're always a bit of a larrick in that train and after games and stuff where you had to change your mindset a little bit as a player to a coach did you did you find struggles there or did you just stay well, i think it's a lot harder because you, you're worried about yourself when you're just a player you know your job what you have to do and that's it and you just do it yeah. as a coach you got to think about 24 other men and that was the hardest thing, what to say at half time, where are we going wrong. You can address your own issues, but to address it as a team. So you need have to pull back on your own game yeah. and try to take a wider picture on things. I, I will say with your coaching, you didn't fall into the trap because I took a bit of interest because, I mean, we've got a, a long history. And so I took a little bit of interest in your game when you went as a coach. And what I was pleased with that 
you weren't the coach that tried to fix somebody else's problem. And what I mean by that, you'll see a lot of times when guys become captain coaches, one week they're a 5'8", the next week they're a halfback, the next week they're a front rower, next week they're a fullback. And I think you pretty much stay true to yourself as much as you could, where you didn't move yourself around a lot. I did once at 5'8". <laughs> I did once. <laughs> and uh, Jordan Sharp was out, and he goes, you're not wearing me six. He said, you'll stretch me jersey. But I did, but, but it lasted for about yeah. 10 minutes, and I said, no, 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 I'll put someone else in yeah. a 5'8". And I think, I think, you know, if I could ever give any advice to young coaches when they start taking on that, you know, stay true to what your, what your role is and don't think that you're going to fix somebody. You, you don't rob Peter to pay Paul. Yeah. And I think you were pretty good in that regard. But I went in the coach, and, and I wanted to coach how... Like, if I look back at my career, I was always put on a pedestal. And I'm not saying I'm big-headed or anything, but whether I played good, bad, or you know, whatever it was, you always got your ties pumped up. Like, yeah, they were yeah. just like, fuck, fish, you're so good. Rah, rah. And it, mate, it did me head in half the time. Yeah. Because I didn't know how the other boys would react around it. Yeah. And I remember going to coach, and I'm like, I want everyone to feel a part of this. Like, be, be a part of the group, what we're trying to actually buy in here. And, and it was. Like, you look at that first year when I did me nose, and I remember blokes looking at me like, we need you, we need you. And I'm like, no, you don't. Like, you don't need me anymore. Like, do it yourself. Excuse me, correct me if I'm wrong here, but you only had the one senior coach other than yourself, which doesn't You only ever had shoes? Well, I had shoes and Walshie. If you look at Walshie, yeah. like, if oh, we go to rugby like and the, stuff. Just, just talking with Lee. Suppose, yeah, with Lee, you only had shoes, so we've all yeah. So you probably had two, two, two coaches in your senior footy, but um, do you think there was opportunities to maybe... Um, play under other coaches? I've never seen it like that. Like, I look when I come back from Burley, and like when I said, I lost a lot of love for the game when I come yeah. back from there. I realised, man, like they took a lot out of me up there. And I didn't really want to play, but they, and I hate to say this, but the money, like yeah. in the end, I'm playing for money, and you never play good for money. <laughs> like, you've got to love the game. Yeah. But it was another wage for me. I had a young family, it was yeah. another wage, and I couldn't say no. Um. With your coaching style, um, because again, you know, some guys have had several coaches over the years, and this was sort of heading with that last question. They've had different coaches over the years, so they take a little bit from each before they get their model of what how they want to coach. Um, you didn't have a lot of modelling to go off. Did you st- did you model yourself off choose, or did you have your own? I wanted to be coached how I'd, I'd want to be coached. Yeah. Like, you know, that's how I wanted to come across. Or how would I like to be coached? So if I was getting bored, the players would have to be getting bored. Yeah. But I'm real, like, I have to have my training sessions planned. And um, I remember going to Cootie the first year as a player and we would get six to training and it would do me head in. I'm like, how's he do this? And then I went there as a coach and I think my lowest session might have been 16 players yeah. and I was that cranky because I expected everyone to be there. 24 blokes. If I've got 24 blokes there, they're all there. And no disrespect to the second division competition, but that was a second division mentality. Well, it was, yeah. It was just, we'll turn up and play. Um, Now, you're still in the coaching because you you coach a young fella. Um, Obviously still enjoying it. Do you you find difficulties in doing kids to seniors? Well, that's where I started. So I started coaching the kids 10 years ago before I got in the seniors when Geordie first started footy. And that was always a test for me then. That's when I reckon I changed my attitude as a player. Like, I gave a lot more respect to the game, yeah. to the coaches. Oh, nice. And everything like that. Because um, I realised if you want to be a good coach, you've got to put a fair bit of effort into this. And you know as a player, like, you can yeah. play the game, but now you've got to get across that to a five-year-old. Yeah. How to do this? And I'm like, oh, right. So I put a lot of research into me coaching. Like, I watched a lot of YouTubes, everything like that. There's a lot of, yeah, research goes yeah. behind yeah. it. Like, we've got training this afternoon with Kobe, and I'll write yeah. down my session before we go down there. Yeah. I'm not one to yeah, see. Yeah, I was 
So he's 10s. 10, yeah. Okay. Because mm. um, Geordie. Uh, 14s. 14, so. Um, where's he want to go with his footy? I know this is about well, you. Mate, he, he's big on it. He's, so he, he loves it, yeah. He's looking at going. He'd love to go yeah. all the way. But but yeah. With your coaching of, of him and his team, do you find that you're harder on him? Are your expectations bigger on him because he's your boy or, you know, his abilities? Or you, you're not, and I know you personally enough, that you're not living your footy dream through his? You know, you're letting no, I think I, I think you just, you know, my old boy would probably be the best to speak to because you know he's not going to bullshit to you. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> he'll tell you where you went wrong. Not that he knows much about footy, but he'd be like, well, you did this wrong. You're like, yeah, he's sweet. A, mate, he's an expert on the sideline. Oh, yeah, yeah. But you know what I mean? Everyone else <laughs> yeah. has said pump toy. So I'm just like that with Jordan. Like, you're giving yeah. me his positives and then you'll be just like, you know how you did this, but we could probably work on that. And yeah. the hardest thing about, same thing with coaching him, I never just get to sit back and relax and watch him play. Yeah, yeah. Because I'm always worried about, well, okay, what are we, how are we going as a team? Yeah, yeah. Because I know, I know when fathers and sons getting, you know, coaching fathers coach their son there's a lot of difficulties in you know making it look like you're treating him the same and sometimes you're probably not treating him the same because you're trying to treat him the same you know what i mean and yeah it, it's a difficult task sometimes and, and some fathers and sons don't handle it but yeah what i've seen with you again on the sideline at the moment geordie's just another player well that's uh, obvious yeah, yeah which i don't treat him any different um now you retired in 2015 um do you think you retired at the right time do you, were you happy when you retired Oh, I was gutted, mate. Gutted. Because that's that, all that you had. Injury, wasn't it? Yeah, that's yeah. all you had, and that's all you're known for is footy. Yeah. And you actually had to sit back and you're like, I remember, I remember having this conversation with someone like, everyone knows me as Fish, no one knows me as Nathan. Yeah, yeah. You never got the question, how's your wife and kids? Yeah, yeah. You never got the question, how's work? It's always, what are you doing next season? Yeah. Where are you playing? And that, that, you had to sit back, you're like, fuck, they don't know me outside <laughs> footy. And it was a real reality. It, yeah. Like it hit hard. Yeah, it hit hard. I mean, so, so did you struggle a little bit with, um, again, you know, like to a point there is a bit of a bubble. I know it's bush footy, but there still mm. is a bit of bubble. Like, you know, again, you're a big character, you're a larrick, and you walk down the street, people will say, good day, fish, you know. Yeah. Did you struggle when that was all gone? Um, I think I took myself right out of the circle, actually. Yeah. Um, got myself right away from the game. And, uh, I started the, the kids coaching and that, and Disco actually got me back into it because I wanted to get right away yeah, from it all Pete, together. Pete Driscoll, yep. Yeah, Pete Driscoll. So he took over as a coach for Geordie's team because I said, no, I'm done. I'm getting rid of everything. And um, Disco's like, no, you've got to stay with it, you know, stay with it sort of thing. So he, he kept me in the loop there, which yeah. was good. And then, yeah, we sort of picked up the reins again in 2017 and got going again. Okay. Um, probably should have asked this right at the start. Fish, where'd that come from? Uh, so Glen Ellis. So there was three Nathans in my footy team. And uh, Matty Myers was my coach. And he goes, well, you're a swimmer. He said, so you're fish. And it stuck from there. That was it. Because I, I, I think I might have asked you that like 100 years ago when I first met you. Where'd that come from? Oh, it's mate. Just, uh, so, every, my last name was Fisher. Um, there's a Fisher or something in my name. So we're like, everyone's just like. Like you were just saying, I, well, I know you as Nathan Hamlin, but I don't call you Nathan. Yeah, yeah. Like, probably like your dad when you're in trouble with Nathan. Okay? Yeah. But, I mean, like you said, everybody knows you as Fish, and it's just a, a different nickname for a bloke. There's, there's no association with a fish in any any so, that was it maybe, maybe so. dad swung from new zealand to here you know, <laughs> yeah. so you, you're happy with you're happy when you retired i know we're only speaking a couple of weeks ago at the gym and you, and you, you said tongue in cheek a couple of times you're thinking about making a comeback 
Is that a reality or is that just a bit up stirring the boys up a little bit? Oh, mate, I look at what you did, uh, what Sharpie did, and you always got to have a run with your young fella. Yeah. I'd love to do that. How old are you now? So I'm 37 this 37. year. 37. So, so if Geordie can play seniors at a decent age, yeah. whether it's rugby, whether it's league, just to do one set of six or something with him, yeah. I reckon that'll be. Mate, well, and again, I, I don't want to make the pod about me, um, but nothing beats it. Oh, and really and Josh and I are lucky that we got a, a quite a few years together. Yeah, yeah. Um, and, and a lot of first grade together, which was pleasing. Um, and I coached him in the. So what was your age there then? Um, well, he was 18, I was 36 or something. He, actually, he was a bit uh, so younger. He would have been 16, 17, so I was a little bit younger. Um, yeah. And then I didn't retire to 46. Yeah. But, yeah. Um, but yeah, again, it's, it's something that, you know, mate, it's the best. And you ask Sharp, and you ask any father and son that's oh, done it. Oh, I reckon it, you know, it would be, yeah. And my wife, lovely Rachel's done it with Abby with, with Lee Tag, and, and it's something that you just can't take away. Well, so. even when I had Lou, if Lou was a boy, you know, the very first thing I said was, oh, I'd love to have a game of footy. I'll be at a good age. Like, yeah. I'll be able to get a game of footy in with them. But. Yeah. yeah, so well, hopefully that'll happen, mate, because I just heard you, I heard, you know, when we're at the gym, you're talking to Yorkie, and, and you know, you're, you're saying me that, that typical Nathan Hemlin. Smile, I might make a comeback. I mean, oh, there's, yeah. something, there's something just ticking away there. Yeah, it gets boring sitting around. Yeah, yeah look, I know. My gun at is only 45 minutes up the road. So. And I think the longer time you have off, you realise it's another year closer, not there, yeah. coming back. Yeah, it's, um, look, I, I said a lot of blokes. You, you know when you've had enough, and in the back of your head, if you're still thinking about it, you probably haven't had enough yet. Yeah. Um, you've got to burn that candle right out. And um, sometimes you need a, an injury to make that happen, if that makes sense. Um, over your, your footy years, who's been your biggest influence on your footy career? Um, when you, you basically, you've had some junior coaches, you've only had the one senior coach, Dad's been on the sideline. Yeah, well, yeah, yeah, you look at Dad, obviously Dad, you know, the family's always been there for you and stuff like that. I suppose if you'd say influence, like I never got to play with you much, I remember I played with you, I think I had one season one yeah. on the wing. And just watch, I remember watching some things you used to do on that, and just like, wow, like he's just so far ahead of what I would even think about. But then, like when you say someone got the push for me to go places, I suppose it was Sharpie actually. Yeah. He, was, he was the one who really got behind me and said, mate, you need to get out of here and go somewhere. He put in a lot of time and effort off the paddock with me, um, training wise and stuff yeah. like that. So he he's, was talking uh, footy wise. He's one of, one of the good guys, Sharpie. He's very passionate. Yeah. Um, and you can hear him from one end of town to the other. Yeah. Um, but when it comes to footy smarts, he's very good and yeah. he's got a good eye. So. But he drove me down, oh, actually, yeah, his family drove me down to the trial too, down yeah. the Western Suburbs. So. He, he would have had a contract drawn up, but because he, he wouldn't do it for nothing. Uh, 9%, yeah. No, yeah it would yeah, have been something. Yeah, been if you made it, I get that. Yeah, yeah. um, any regrets in footy? Well, look, I could, you could probably say that I didn't take it serious enough. Um, Obviously, I love the party side of things. There was a lot of regrets <laughs> off the field. But probably that I maybe didn't take it serious. Yeah. But I always say skill will get you so far. Dedication yeah. dedication will get you 250s. But I guess if you didn't want to go any higher than playing bush footy... Well, that's exactly right. Yeah, it it wasn't until that got put in your head. Yeah, yeah. that's exactly right. Yeah, um, if, regrets, I could probably say the... You know, the 2014 grand final. Yeah. The way I sort of approached that as a coach... But then that, that was your first year as a first coach. year coaching, yeah. Yeah, I mean, you know, we always learn lessons. So second year, came out and won it, I think, didn't it? Yeah, yeah, we won it. Yeah, yeah. so um, who's who's been one of your influences in life in general? Like, oh, I might just go back to family. You know, yeah, I'll learn that. Yeah, guaranteed. 
Um, what's one of your greatest memories of the game? I'm sitting here like an old man with it. Uh, it it'd be the 2015 grand final. Yeah. Even though I didn't play in it, mate, we come, what was it, 24-6 at half time, and we come back 25-24 in golden point. So, well, and a couple of coaching decisions there, yeah. mate, I, go, I gave the boys, you know, a good half time spray and that, but I ended up running with two hookers. We ran with two hookers yeah. in the second half. I got rid of one of my front rowers. So. Was, that, was that against Dungown again? No, against Where's Creek. Creek. Yeah. It's, um, it's special winning, Matt. Winning any grand final special, but as a coach, yeah, it was cool, mate. I loved it for the community. I think they were nine year drought, so it was nine years since they last won one. Okay, just for the players and that, like, just what it brought to the community coming around on that bus and letting yeah. the boys soak it up and becoming the main street. Yeah, um, some of the changes in the game, um, both in the bush and in the NRL, um, agree, disagree. I mean, there's a lot of changes and more wrestling in the game now. Um, even you as a coach now would understand that there's probably got to be a little bit more emphasis because everybody else is doing it. Yeah. Um, do you like these changes or you know, do you want to sort of go back to the way that it used to be and just play? Oh, look, the only thing I probably don't like is the, the high-fiving and the, the chit-chat after the game. Like, <laughs> you know, you built that rivalry. Yeah. Like, I remember, play, especially playing against Norse, like, you, you hated each yeah. other. Like, the passion there, the hate, the jersey it was. Yeah. Like, don't get me wrong, the players... You'd have a beer with yeah. them, but as soon as someone put that jersey on... Yeah, I was just going to say, like, going back to the club afterwards and doing your presentations and having beers is totally different to having chit-chats and high On the field. On, yeah. Well, they live with them. Yeah. So you yeah. can have an opposite teammate living with someone else. Yeah, like, yeah. I just don't know how the coaches are living them do <laughs> Well, some, some are starting to hark up about it. Well, if um, you weren't playing league, what would be your other sport? Did you say rugby? <laughs> <laughs> well, your nickname come from fish and maybe swim. Oh, play... swim. Mate, I play a bit of polo, actually. I play, I play water polo with Geordie, yeah. yeah. Mate, he's, he's a real good water polo player, yeah. so he's actually playing men's water polo now, so I got so him with I thought that might have been an obvious one, like fish, swim. Yeah, maybe, yeah. Did, what, what, what could you do? Was it 50 or 100? What's, it, what's Ian Thorpe and then? What are they? What could I do to 50 in? Yeah. Oh, I think I did it in about 28 seconds. Okay. I can't, I, think I can't run it in 28 seconds. Yeah. Um, Tell us something about you that people won't know. That won't know? Mm. Um, but we talk general probably because obviously we... Yeah, okay. Um, I was a lead singer of a school band called Mixed Blessings. Really? <laughs> now, I didn't know that. Robbie Terrell was on the guitar. Robbie Terrell? Robbie Terrell was on the guitar oh. and uh, Todd Richardson on the drums. So that, that that's the graft and coming back again. It could have been, yeah. Mm-hmm. We played like Green Spoon music and, uh, yeah. Never played one gig, but, <laughs> but but we had it there. We played baby with the boys oh, and stuff like that. that. We'd go and jam at, at Toddy's house. Well, mixed that, blessings, yeah. Mixed blessings. Mixed blessings, yeah. You didn't even know me, and you named the band after me. No. <laughs> <laughs> uh, funny footy story. I know you probably got a few, but we've got to keep them clean for the podcast. You got you got one that's other than your Grafton trip. A funny footy story. Um, what about that one where it was our first. Um, First footy trip away that you organised up the Gold Coast, I'm not sure whether you remember yeah. it, but there was a few of us in the room and we're talking about barbecuing alone. Do you remember this? <laughs> and anyway, one of the boys, and I'm not going to say names, <laughs> that were saying, have you ever been caught barbecuing alone? You know, and this chat went on for a bit. One of the boys had to duck off and have a shower. And Brady Thomas has gone in, opened the door. <laughs> he goes, oh, he's barbecuing alone. <laughs> <laughs> right after we were yeah. speaking about it. I think, I think that's the same footy trip 
and again we won't mention names but you'll know what it is had to do a nudie run but didn't want to get in trouble for doing a nudie run down the street so he just wore his belt so he got pulled so he got stopped and he said i'm not nude and he did get down i've got a belt on and yeah, he got let into the yeah, motel so yeah. security's come and let yeah. him in he's got all the gear yeah, yeah that's and, right and we're running down the that street was, that, was the, uh, and, that was the 18 one yeah and uh, he said well i'm not nude i've got a belt on so uh, yeah. that was um anyway that was a, a good yeah, funny that, story that was funny, yeah. um football idol as you're growing up um Oh, mate, I'd have said a Tigers, I'm a mad Tigers supporter, so yep. anyone from back then. I remember going and watching Train when I was a young fella, seeing Benny Elias, uh, Ciro, yep. Bobber and that. Sports idol growing up. Um, my brother was a big basketball fan, so we probably watched a bit of Michael Jordan and that. Okay, beautiful. Now, I've got three questions that you get a little bit of time to think about, and then five quick ones, and then we're done. All right, so first, the three ones. Uh, Prime Minister for a day, what would you change? change um oh i've got no idea <laughs> so you've got no desire to be the prime minister for no that. no if you went off a uh, uh high school captain speech you'd probably say like coke in the bubblers or something like that <laughs> <laughs> and you mean coca-cola yeah yeah, yeah 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 um if you want a million dollars what would you do with it a million bucks uh might invest in a house or something like yep, that okay um where are we? Who's the biggest pest in your in your team? Now you've played with a few teams. So you, you, you know, who was the biggest pest out of all of them? Oh, biggest pest. One was probably one of your influencers, Sharp. He'd have to be a pest on the grill. Oh, he's, yeah, he was yeah. a pest on the grill. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so and a phantom too. He'd go missing pretty easy. Yeah, it? yeah. It's, uh, I don't sleep in the toilet. So that's what um, he used to. I'm falling asleep <laughs> in the cube. I just got to go and never come back. Yeah. Now, these ones you're not allowed to think of, and then, like, think about, sorry, you just got to bang out, and then we're done. Beer or bourbon? Uh, beer. Blonde or brunette? Blonde. Uh, pie and a can of Coke, or beer and a steak at the footy? Beer and a steak. Uh, celebrity crush? Uh, Beyonce. Beyonce, nice. Um, Favourite superhero? Uh, Superman. Superman, nice. Well done, Nathan Henry. Is that because you got a chest similar size to Superman? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Thanks for being on the show, mate. Thanks, so, mate. and uh, we'll catch you all next week. Thank you.